What's up guys? This is Derek Hawkins. And I'm John Mann. And this is Square Zeros. Welcome back. Uh, we've got a radical drummer in the house with us today. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Jim Wood. I live in Astoria, Queens. I uh, play the drums in several bands, Clowder, Crazy Pills, and a hip-hop band fronted by Dr. Breakfast. Those are my three things going on right now. Awesome, awesome. Uh, and uh, tell us about a little bit about each one. We've had Amanda B from Crazy Pills, mm-hmm. um, so we have an idea of that. But like, yeah, give us an impression of, of Clouder and your hip hop project. Cool. Uh, Clouder's the longest one I've been in um, out of those three since 2011. Um, it's garage rock, psychedelic, pretty loud. It gets a little bit louder than Crazy Pills. We have two guitarists in that band. And our vocalist is just a vocalist, so he gets out and about in the crowd, crowd surfing and throwing beer and getting pretty crazy and wild. Um, And that one is a little unique in that our singer lives in North Carolina right now, um, and the rest of us are in New York. And so we kind of do a long distance thing, uh, practicing instrumental, writing songs instrumental style, and sending them to Eric, our singer, and uh, sending it back to us and getting together every few months or so to play shows or going down to visit him or what have you. Um, Yeah. Are you from, are you from the Mid-Atlantic? I'm from New Hampshire. I'm from New Hampshire. You yeah. have, I hear, I detect a little bit of like twang in your voice, though. Being, we're both from Virginia. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, what do they say about New Hampshire? It's the Alabama of New England. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I will say, as a, as a native Virginian, I feel that Six Semper Tyrannis is the baddest of all state mottos, but live free or die 
is a, is a very close. If there if there's another one that I'll stick my neck out for, it's live, live for, for your die. Live for your die. That's right. You know, as, and as a former Massachusetts resident, like it kind of like we always looked over the border in New Hampshire and said, "Those guys are woodsy, man. That's cool." <laughs> yeah, we're hardcore, man. <laughs> Wait, so how did Clowder form, and how did you guys become so desperate? Um, they actually, I'm actually the second drummer in Clowder, or maybe third. They had like a little fill in when they were in between permanent dudes. Um, so I wasn't the first drummer and. They did a few a few months or so, um, uh, starting off with the the first drummer, and then it just kind of wasn't working out. And I knew Max, the bass player, just from the scene of Friends and stuff, and um, from Fort Useless, a little DIY home spot in a uh, Bushwick. And I was kind of in between bands or not too many projects going on at the moment. He knew I was a drummer and tapped me to try out and join the band. Drummers are valuable, man. Yeah, exactly. There's a drummer whose game you start a band. <laughs> That's why I'm in three active things right now. Exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. And tell yeah. us a little bit about Dr. Breakfast. Dr. Breakfast, yeah. Uh, he's a rapper and MC who, who I also met through Fort Useless. Uh, well, actually, he was Max's roommate in Bushwick, well, not, uh, neighbor uh, for a little while. Um, and he did a, just a whole lot, just shows and recordings by himself with an iPod. And this is the first time he's actually jammed his songs out with a full band. And so I'm drumming and we have another dude on uh, guitar slash bass and him. So it's just a three piece right now. And it's a, it's a little, it's a lot different than a rock band. You kind of just like basic in the pocket, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Air quotes in the pocket. Um, nothing, yeah, nothing too crazy, um, but still the intensity of, of, you know, some rock. I mean, some of the songs we get pretty loud and, and heavy and it's almost like spoken word over metal kind of is weird nice. <laughs> but, no, but really nice. fun i mean i love all kinds of music man you know i love hip-hop i like garage rock i like alternative 90s everything so it's just another awesome outlet to kick it out cool man <laughs> well tell us tell us about your early project what, what do you have for us today yeah today um yeah, I was so psyched when I heard about this this whole idea of square zeros and stuff. And yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say uh, for for the people at home, Jim was one of the first ones to approach us after we started. We uh, had our sort of yeah. inaugural offering uh, in January of, of 2014, and um, you know he read. I guess you saw Steve, you know Stephen Perry, yeah. you know a buddy of ours, a sort of mutual friend. Um, he saw his interview and immediately contacted me and was like here's my stuff. <laughs> I'm, I'm into this. This is a great idea. And it was really nice to get that, that affirmation early hint, on. So, hint, uh, everybody. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, tell us about, tell us about what you brought. Um, uh, so this project, uh, was called deep fiend and this is one of the first bands I was ever in. This is back in high school, um, in Claremont, New Hampshire, um, 93. So I was like 16. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> are you doing like the air fist there? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and yeah, so this, these particular recordings, um, it's mostly just me and just one other guy, my friend Nate. Uh, he was a year ahead of me in high school. We actually have the same birthday too, so that's kind of weird. Just the year, he's a, yeah, he's yeah. a year older, <laughs> so destined to rock together. And uh, yeah, he's doing guitar and singing and. And I have like all the archives, all the tapes, because it was my parents' house we jammed at, so everything cool. was recorded there, you know. So I've got boxes and boxes of tapes, and and, and you went back at some point and sort of sifted through them because I was going to say you had yeah. this, you sent this to me on SoundCloud, so you've mm -hmm. you've obviously gone and done some sort of personal archiving at some point. Yeah, yeah, I have this awesome uh, combo stereo at home, which is like a record player slash tape player slash CD, and I can burn record or tape onto CD, nice, all in the home thing, and you know, hence MP3s and uploads and stuff. And so, so these particular recordings are the best. I mean, just still lo-fi as hell, which is awesome. You know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's the only way to, to sound back then, too. Um, but still, you know, just the best quality, I think, um, listenability um, of most of all the tapes and different lineups and bands and stuff I've had. 
So I'm pretty uh, psyched to share them. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, let's hear a cut, man. All right. Okay. So you, you had for us, you had two. You said fort- yeah. fortune and fame. Yes. And the first time was the best. Yes. Do you have a preference on which we would play first? Um, let's do balls to the wall, fortune and fame. All first. right. It's kind, of, it's kind of a weird intro thing for a second, and then this just butt rock riff kicks in. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> Why would you call me Dynamite. That was dynamite. All right, we're both now, dying okay. to know. So now I, was, kn- now I know why you were so fast to adopt the Square Zeros podcast. Yeah. You, you, you knew you were sitting on this. You're like, I got to get it out Square there. This is Square Zeros bread and butter right here. Right, yeah, man. You get it. No, I knew, I knew Jim got it. So, so we're both dying to know what was the recording process. Yeah, this, I don't know, just looked out really well. I mean, because this is just live into a stereo and the microphone just plugging direct right in with shape kind of like a microphone and it's just hanging on a wall and Nate is literally just singing. I can't hear what he's singing. He, there's no amplified vocals. He's singing into the thing that's recording us and it's just an amp and 
just drums in an, in my parents' <laughs> attic. And that's nice. it. <laughs> yeah. What's nice. funny is like I did some of my first recording. So that was '93, mm -hmm. and like I don't know, I was doing my first like bedroom recordings, basement recordings in like 2002, 2003, maybe a little bit earlier, and like. The quality hasn't improved that much, or maybe I was just that bad. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're getting a lot of the same sounds, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, a high school like band, like punk band, you know, in the basement is always going to be a high school punk band in the basement. Unless exactly. these kids making stuff on SoundCloud right now and like probably doing some pretty advanced shit, but yeah, yeah, there's yeah been some advances. I got like a couple years after '93, I got a four track, my first task game cassette four track, mm. and that was pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, just straight up live. Love it. Awesome. Yeah, man, yeah. What was that song about? I have no idea. <laughs> Basically, all the, 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 the songs um, in this formation and stuff, um, most of the lyrics are probably just improv on the spot. They didn't. We never gave them names. I only came mm -hmm. up with that name, Fortune of Fame, because I kind of deciphered a line in that that said that in the song. I was like, okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> nice. um, and, and yeah, most of the, I mean, it's, Memory's a little foggy now, twenty plus years on, but right. uh, most of the the riffs too, or, or most of the songs, are probably improvised. I think maybe that main riff at the beginning of the song and a few little bridges he he might have you know had an idea of, but mostly just improv. And I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> yeah, let me let me ask you too. How long have you been playing drums? Because I mean, I was gonna say you sound pretty. I mean, the drums sound pretty good. It sound it's the, there was some thunder in there. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I would only so I can't do that. <laughs> I had only um, started a few years before that, um, so so that was like a freshman or sophomore in high school, and I started in probably seventh or eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. We always have to ask too whenever we have drummers. So your parents were just like cool with you having a drum kit. Yes. Very <laughs> supportive. Oh, I love them. Yeah, they were. Yeah. That's <laughs> even, awesome. Even when it was music that they couldn't really get with it, like, all right, I'm gonna go shopping now, Jim. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> that fun the house noise. is yours <laughs> exactly exactly nice. yeah nice so well, you guys play out ever not well uh this whole the, the high school group um most of the recordings i have was pretty nubbious i mean like it is today you know i mean like three bands and we share some members and stuff you know how it is and back then too it was kind of a group of like five to ten dudes and anytime one or two left or joined it was a whole new band name and new songs and stuff like that so it's a, a different formation of this band did play actually my first probably real show at my high school um, at a winter carnival where they didn't, have, they didn't have classes all day. It was just like hour and a half blocks of activities. And we were like one of the, you can sign up and go see this band in the auditorium <laughs> at like 10 in the morning yeah. on a school day. And we had maybe four or five songs and then just improv the rest of the hour and a half. And I have a, actually my mom videotaped that I have a, Oh, VHS, wow. which I dubbed to DVD of that concert. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Maybe we need to rip that. Maybe we need some of that for the for the write-up page. That, yeah. yeah, there you go. That'll be, yeah. that'll be <laughs> ar archival footage, courtesy of <laughs> Mama Wood. Yep. <laughs> yeah. well, that's great. Well, do we want to listen to the other song? Yeah. Let's no, go okay, for sure, it. Sure. Let's go for it. Yeah. 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 Let's jump into it. So this is the this first one's time called, was the best. called The First Time Was The Best. Any any exciting uh, story behind this or is it another one where? Uh, kind of another one. I just uh, took the name from one of the <laughs> lyrics. It's not as too heavy, you know, as heavy as, as the first one we heard, but uh, it's very jangly and very 90s and very indie rock. Excellent. <laughs>
Sweet. <laughs> we'll say it again. I saw a band last night that was nowhere near as catchy or as put together as that. It was pretty <laughs> well, Thank you very much. <laughs> Ahead of our time. So <laughs> I think you guys were probably listening to some pavement and like. Oh yes, yes, because yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this guy and then that whole circle of friends just definitely got me into yeah, Sebado pavement, Archer's Loaf, Mud Honey, um, Sonic Youth. Definitely. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome. Influences. All stuff that's playing really well today, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I was, that's a, yeah, that's a murderer's row for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I was I, just a little production question. Was that a... Was he using like a chorus pedal on the guitar, or was or is the tape like distorted and it was getting like warped and like jiggly? <laughs> Probably. May, I don't think that much pedals... It's hard to remember, but I don't think too many crazy pedals at the time he's probably just out of tune too yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah what was your gear setup like for both of you uh, for your for, for all your bandmates um just maybe some kind of fender guitar he had that was still just the two of you exactly yeah this yeah. recording yeah, yeah the both songs today yep yeah, just 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 the two of us um and just an amp and uh my kit was uh slingerland i think was my first drum kit um and just a couple of loud, crappy cymbals. And, yeah, just... <laughs> that you hit all the time. Exactly, all the time. <laughs> well, that's great, man. Well, so uh, give, us a little, give us a little bit of the trajectory. So this is a, we're talking two decades. We're talking a 20-year 20 mm-hmm. gap here. Uh, give us a little, little, little uh, historiography of Jim Wood. Hey, what are some other bands you played with? How, have you, how, did it, how, do, you get, how do you get from Deep yeah. Fiend to Clowder? How oh, do you make my it God. <laughs> 30 bands later <laughs> it's, been, all right. it's been it's been well i'll go through all of it. it's been it's been quite a lot in fact um recently i was uh realizing that i've been in new york about 10 or 11 years now okay and even just since moving to new york i've been in like 10 bands wow so <laughs> pre that um i came right from new hampshire to new york okay um Went to college at uh, Keene State, just about an hour south of my hometown, Claremont, and stayed there for a few years after graduation. And then a band I was in at the time um, called Mo Matching Drapes moved to New York um, before me, and I decided to follow them. Cool. For music, yeah. And that band, you know, long since broken up. Um, I think that one broke up in like 2004 or five. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned, many bands since, and glad to still be doing it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And let me ask, just because I'm curious, what um, what do you do outside of your musical endeavors? I have an office job at a uh, startup called Nimble TV, and they let you watch TV on your mobile phone, laptop, uh, Roku, and other devices. Sweet. So customer service kind of stuff. Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you're playing in Clouder now, and you're playing with Dr. Breakfast now, and you're playing with Crazy Pills now. Mm-hmm. And these are each... Pretty actually relative. I mean, you've got like kind of two rock bands, a hip hop project. Yep. Um, what is, have you had anything that's been uh, like otherwise, like sort of, I guess the hip hop is the outlier. Have you had anything else along the way that's been sort of an outlier? Like, do you play any like thrash bands? Did you play any like metal bands? Did you, <laughs> right, right, you have right. anything, anything like I played in a funk band you know, back in like 98 or something? Right. Um, no, I wish, cause you know, I, yeah, I love metal. I, I don't think I could do that now. I'm too old now. <laughs> it's too fast. No. Um, okay. I was back in, in New Hampshire. I was in an all cover band called Macaroni Tony and the Fabulous Two featuring the Chocolate Thunder. And, <laughs> okay. and, and uh, we did, uh, covers from all the way from the seventies through two thousands. Um, but kind of punked up fast style. Like, I don't know if you know that punk band called Me First and the Gimme Gimme. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fronted by NoFX dudes. And so right. it's kind of in that vein. Like, we did like YMCA and then just even more recent stuff, but kind of 
punk and fast and cool. we all wear like leisure shoots and stuff and had <laughs> fake names and my, my so there's macaroni tony there was eddie spaghetti there was chocolate thunder and my name was david copperfield's tornado of fire <laughs> that was a little far out there right glad i asked <laughs> you know it's this is one i always keep in my back pocket but like you know you it's a perfect question for you because you've been on all these projects but do you have like a best and a worst show that you've ever played oh, oh, wow. <laughs> um worst shows um yeah maybe um on some tours when you go to a, a city that's never been to before and there's, you know, one person in the, in the crowd, you know. And, and, and they're not into it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those. Yeah. I've had a, a few of those um, with with some bands. Um, you're in like a jangle pop band and like you're just playing for the sound guy who has like an enormous devil lock. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. Like scowling at you. Like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. A little out of place there. Yeah. <laughs> Um, best shows? I don't know. I always, I'm general. I mean, aside from music too, my personal life and work and just everything, just my overall disposition. I'm pretty much an optimist. I think you know, mm-hmm. sunny side is up or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I try to find the silver lining, even if it's a really crappy show. Um, but yeah, yeah. So I'm so I guess on the balance side of that, I'm really just love all kinds of shows, any show to play. Um, but best shows. Um, Maybe one of the first ones it was a big crowd at and got paid too, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, too, in, too rare. Too, yeah, too <laughs> rare, exactly. Uh, I was in college and I was in a punk band called The Kirks. Um, it was like garage punk um, stuff. It's actually kind of Crazy Pills, my current band, one of the current bands now, it kind of reminds me of that, like The Kirks Light. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's in that same vein. But uh, we did a show at my college um, and uh, got some. Uh, kind of bigger had like uh i think skavuvi yes yeah, the okay, yeah, oh, yeah, nice. they headlined uh the amazing crowns the rockabilly band headline um we got to open there was like i don't know probably two or three hundred people there and we got like 200 bucks and i was like yes oh, we made it guys you know that might have been yeah that's awesome yeah yeah you could, you could only dream of that sort of success when deep fiend was rocking in your parents <laughs> attic you know, exactly, straight, exactly. screaming into a microphone yeah. <laughs> well tell us about what clouder's doing now you guys uh did you guys do south by southwest this year we did um that was my first time there first time in texas at all um first time doing a long well first time in a long time doing a long car dr- drives <laughs> car trips <laughs> like that Pretty intense. Um, it was really fun. Um, the main impetus for going out and doing that is uh, we just put a tape out on a label based out of Austin, Texas called Fleeting Youth Records. And it's a cassette label. And uh, our new cassette just came out beginning of March. And so that label had an unofficial showcase going on. So we figured, let's go down. We'll play that. Get to actually meet the dude in person um, and get some other shows while we're there for that whole week. Cool. And the, the tape, that's Sister Ray Gun? Yes, it's called Sister Ray Gun. And, you know, digital downloads too, of course. Um, the tapes as well. And, uh, yeah, it sounds really, really awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Has it been a long time in the works? Yeah. Um, it's our s- sophomore effort. And the first album came out, um, debut album. Uh, when did that come out? Maybe 2012? 
Okay, so it's been a, yeah. been a couple of a couple years. years. Um, but yeah, you know how it is with bands. I mean, you know, I've been working on these songs for many, many months. Before right. They finally, yeah. <laughs> Certainly. And with you guys spread out like that, what is your recording? What's your, you, you mentioned your writing process is kind of this, you know, using like the benefits of the internet <laughs> to exchange uh, to exchange parts. But when you record, do you guys get together and where do you get together? Uh, this album, yeah. Uh, Eric flew up from North Carolina and we went to um, Galuminum Foil Studios, uh, Jeff Burner at the helm. And so we just came up for an extended weekend and banged out an album in like two days. Did everybody just practice the songs remotely or did you guys have rehearsals? Oh yeah, we, we rehearsed instrumental style um, pretty pretty regularly uh, to get ready for for the, the session, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's awesome banging yeah, out two cool. days man I love I lo that's always been sort of my preferred method is like there's you can go in you can have the studio at your disposal and you can just have all the time in the world but I like just training the songs up and then just getting there and just banging them out exactly right you know I mean I don't think there was a song we did more needed more than three takes you know so yeah right. <laughs> our friend our friend Thomas who records down in DC uh, who's in Type Fighter who we, we interviewed in the past said you know there's kind of a law of diminishing returns he's like after three takes if you, you didn't have, you didn't really. If you didn't have already, it at all, yeah, right, right. He's like, come takes. next or track, come going, back to it. You what know, do you say? Like, it's it, either yeah. take like one, two, or three, or like take forty-five. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing. There's a gulf in the middle where it's just like you're looking for a magic that was probably never there that you probably had on the first take, but you know, you just got <laughs> self-conscious. Yeah, exactly. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. Like, even if I had the luxury of you know huge major backing to spend weeks and months writing in the studio. I don't even know if I'd be into that because it seems too sterile or, you know, it like, you, know yeah. you know what I mean? Or like, I mean, the practice space, like that's your home turf, you know, you drink beers, you hang out there. So it's more relaxed. You can spend the late nights and, yeah, it's rock and roll. It's not Sigur Ross, you know. Like, there's just like there's too much room for overthinking. Like, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah, true. I was gonna say too. Did you guys? I take you guys. Did you record live and then have the vocals on afterwards? Is that sort of how you guys did it? Like, yeah, record all as a band. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah, because cool. I mean, as I said, you know, we're so used to playing instrumental that like, which actually I think works out good in the live setting too. Because some venues, um, actually, we uh, Clouder did a show at Bar Four mm -hmm. on a New Year's Eve a while ago, and I couldn't hear one lyric the whole night right you know so i mean i already know the layout of the song instrumental so hey who cares i'm just gonna play it there you and go. not mess up because i don't need to hear him <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but i of course i love to hear him yeah <laughs> and you guys are playing Northside fest in early summer yes that's correct um the friday two shows uh friday and the saturday of Northside. um not sure if the whole lineups uh or times are confirmed at this point but i believe uh friday i think it's the 13th june 13th at the flat and maybe the saturday at a uh, baby's all right all right nice. great yeah. great well take us out on another clatter song cool um let's do uh lady retrograde lady retrograde awesome thanks jim thank you thanks for having me <laughs>